Hey everybody, it's four o'clock. Oh yeah. Trippy music's playing. Not time for some call me Tim, but still using the weird, witchy, witchcrafty music. Because I'm feeling the vibes this week. I'm one with the universe. In these COVID isolation times, I learned I am a witch. This has been a very witchcrafty, witchy, witchy week for me because uh, this weekend, 20 years ago, I got married. Yes, uh, May 28th. It was it was Memorial Day weekend in the year 2000. I was 25 years old, and I remember saying to my friends, like, I'm the oldest one, and I'm not married yet. I'm, like, the last one to get married. I'm so old. And I was 25. And it's so funny because I was a baby. And I thought I was such an adult. Who's getting married? Let's buy houses and be, like, really, really good American consumers. Let's get it house and Alexis and a lot of stuff and things and surround ourselves so we can pretend to be happy. Woohoo! So this same week, seven years after that, so I left my husband in 2007. I left my job. First I quit my job. Then I left my husband. And then this week in 2007, I flipped my car three times and got a DUI. Yeah! Hey, your life's off the tracks. Well, let's <laughs> bring it down to the bottom. So yeah, I um, left my husband, but it was this week. So this week is super like, it's a weird witchy week where things always happen and they happen in seven year cycles. And I mean, I'm 20 years old. So it keeps going. Nine years ago this week, it was right before Carnival and I had, I had left Benders the night before and I was wasted. And this is back when I used to skateboard. And I was so excited because all of the streets were closed for Carnival. And I skateboarded and I was wasted. It was beautiful. I had the best night. I skateboarded all over here in the Mission where it's all flat. And I had the best time in the deep mesh just all night under the street lamps, no cars. Everything was blocked off, just like skating. And then the next day, totally sober, I'm on my way. And I went down a little hill and I lost my vigilance. And I fell on my face and I lost two and a half teeth. Ah! So nine years ago. I lost two and a half teeth on this very weekend. And then seven years ago on this very weekend is when I took over Mutiny Radio as the director. So this is a weird like time for me. There are also, there are also two other events uh, that happened in 2010 and 2012, respectively. I got some master's degrees, but people tell me that I'm a narcissist for mentioning it all the time. So those were also two really positive things that happened, you know, during this weird fluctuation of time called my life in my narcissistic things. What are we going to do today here on air? I'm going to be reading tarot cards because I am super witchy right now. I honestly, like, so I haven't been able to have... I can't keep lighters and they keep disappearing, whatever. So I've been using these birthday candles to smoke bowls with. And every time I light a candle, I light it with intention. 
and I'm doing some witchy shit. I'm creating spells, and they're actually coming to fruition. But here's the problem. I'm a coward witch. So the other day, I did a spell, and I was like, I totally want to run into this person. And it actually happened. I saw that person, and I was so flabbergasted. I didn't, I didn't even say anything. I didn't go, I didn't make a noise. I could have yelled his name. I could have gone, yep. I could have, I could have done anything. And I just was flabbergasted at my own witchcraft. I was like, I did it. I did it. But then I'm a coward. So I didn't actually, but I proved to myself. I'm just saying, isolationist times, I'm starting to lose my mind. I might be going batshit crazy, but that's okay because bats are familiars of witches and I can take those bats and bite their heads off and use their blood in more spells. <laughs> I've actually been doing a different kind of spell. Um, I make sandwiches. Uh, it's witchcraft. It's the basic form of witchcraft. I make sandwiches and then I give the delicious sandwich because it's witchcraft in both forms of the word. One, I'm crafting a witch, <laughs> you know, like a sandwich. Okay, I, if you have to explain it, it doesn't, it's not good enough. But also in that, like, if I make you food and it's so delicious and I put all of my intention into that food, it's like water for chocolate. Remember that book? Did anybody read? You all saw the movie, maybe you didn't, but go check it out. It's probably free on Netflix or something. But like water for chocolate, she puts her emotions into the food and then everyone feels her through the food and it's witchcraft. So I'm literally doing sandwich craft. And if you're the recipient of a sandwich, lucky you. <laughs> I'm a witch. So I'm going to be doing some tarot card readings. I have a call at 4.15. Joanna Bateman, the amazing Joanna Bateman, is going to come on. We're going to do a tarot card reading. Also talk about her great internet COVID show, Upbeat. Do, 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 do. She's in a good mood. Upbeat. <laughs> We're gonna be okay, upbeat. So, Joanna Bateman. Then, one of my favorite human beings on the planet, Aaron Atkins, will be calling in from his undisclosed bunker in New Mexico. He's so wise. Maybe he'll read us some of his haiku that he's been crafting. He's got some great ones. We'll see. Definitely gonna do tarot card reading for him. He's uh, the wisest young man I've ever met. He's so wise beyond his years. I'm not going to say how old he is because I don't want to like mess up his game. <laughs> uh, then after that, a phone call from Steve Poggi all the way from Can Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri. I have told it's all Midwest to me. He's going to be calling in. I'll read some tarot cards for him. I haven't talked to him in a while. See how he's doing. And uh, yeah. And then last, it'll be uh, of potatoes mashed comedy Edna Edna in a bottle gonna read some tarot cards for her talk about what's going on she's been doing a lot of crazy COVID shows like she does burlesque and awesome things and I guess burlesque could definitely lend itself to zooming because it's like cam action right like you can really I don't I don't know <laughs> burlesque I, I mean how do you if this has been this has been rough for me in my witchy witchcraft times because uh you know, how much can I furiously masturbate? But I have such a vivid imas imagination, I masturbate to podcasts. So that's been a lot of fun for me. It's very, it's 
it's not clean. It's a little messy, but I'm definitely just listening to podcasts. It's, uh, they're not mine. Well, I'm on some of them. But. I was overhearing, I thought my neighbors were having sex the other morning, and I was overhearing them, and then I realized it was just my cats play fighting in the other room, and you'd be surprised how easy it is to finish. <laughs> the cats. Meow. Uh, I do love my cats. Been uh, definitely sheltering down with them. They are lovely familiars. See, I'm a witch. I have two cats. I need a third because th right now the two cats aren't as good as my one dead cat. <laughs> I miss my Spike. He was like the best. He wasn't a cat. He was a person. He was a person cat, and he was my buddy. And we talked, and he listened to all my jokes. He was best cat. And now, like, I'm trying to train these cats, man. See what happens. I'm, I, I'm not throwing them out. I mean, I'm keeping the cats. I'm not a, I'm not a monster. I'm a witch. <laughs> Whoa! All my, uh, all my new witchcraft material I'm very excited about. Things are crazy in the Tenderloin. You gotta light a bunch of candles to be safe. <laughs> Please uh, maintain your distance or whatever. I, I don't know what's happening anymore. Uh, that's the other thing. I'm so, I'm going so nuts. I believe in all kinds of shit. We're like all vibrations, man. Let's read some tarot cards. Everything is real. Nothing is real. I don't know. I'm happy. Is that okay? Like, am I manically happy? Am I insane? Is this just a manifestation of a mental disorder brought on by isolation? <laughs> is that? Or is witchcraft real? <laughs> am I really? Am I really feeling all the magic? Well, I'm. So I'm. My eyes are definitely open this whole weekend because I know that I've been reading my own tarot cards obsessively. And oh, I keep getting some crazy readings. The devil. I'm, I'm plagued by the devil. <laughs> There's something I want and I can't have it. <laughs> and it makes me want it more. <laughs> and I know that it will be bad. But I'm like, I want to eat all the candy. If I eat all the candy, would I get sick? Maybe. But if it's pot candy. I made some really good stuff today. They're um, pigs that are... Suckers, and I ate one over here, so I'm feeling the vibes. Let's uh, let's give myself a tarot card reading before we get the phone call from Joanna Baton. So the way that I do this, uh, and I've been reading tarot cards for a really, really, really long time, like since the 90s. I think my first deck was given to me in maybe 97 by Jill, Jill O'Mama. Shout out. Uh, Woodland Opera House back in the day. We used to do musical theater together there. And she gave me my first pack of tarot cards. There's a thing in tarot, like people say, oh, you can't buy your own deck. Someone has to gift you a deck. So I've never actually bought my own deck, just following those things. Some people say, oh, wrap it in silk and put it underneath your pillow. It's very important. And I'll do that. I keep them at the station now because these were a gifted deck. So funny enough, so my bag gets stolen all the time. Uh, but so the first pack was stolen, and then someone else gave me a pack. and then So the pack I'm using right now is identical to the third pack that was given to me. But then that got stolen in a bag, and then I think I had another. But this is, so this deck came back, came into my possession via uh, 
uh, Nate and Pancakes. So Nate's house, uh, Pancakes' car. Anyway, so I've been reading tarot cards again, and uh, yeah. So here we go. So the way I usually do, just to keep it easy, because I used to read at parties, and I get, I take like tons of um, MDMA, or we used to, before you called it Molly, we used to call it X or Ecstasy, you know, back in the 90s or whatever. And so I would do that, and I would sit in a room, and people would just come cycle through, and I'd just read the cards. And there was only once where a guy told me he, that I, he didn't agree with his reading, but he was also a super bro, and I don't think that he was like in tune with the universe. So I, but I've never really had like a person that says, man, that doesn't work. But tarot cards are truly a tool for introspection, and so you can make anything occur to them. I'm just reading the card, because I know what the cards mean, and I, you know, whatever. And there's an intuitive sense to what's going on. So I do three kinds of readings, just for time's sake. Uh, there's a one card which is a one-hit wonder, and it's a yes or no. If you need a yes or no, if you're... So ask the person, while I'm shuffling the cards, think of your question. And when it's the only thing in your mind, tell me to stop. And then I stop shuffling, and I hand the deck to them, and I tell them to cut the deck and put it back together any way they want while only thinking of their question. And then they hand me the card thing back, and I say, would you like one of three readings? A one-hit wonder, which is like, boom, yes or no. A two-card uh, problem-solution, or a three card, a past, present, future on the issue. And then they tell me, and then I throw the cards down, and then we talk about it. Now, a lot of people do upside down, meaning the opposite, but I don't confuse things. I just go with the empirical meaning on the card. If, it, if the card comes out, that's the card. I don't do this whole upside down shenanigans thing. It's just, it's just, it's too advanced for me, all right? But, um, yeah, so our first call is going to be Joanna Bateman. Oh, I'll, let me just... Pick a card for myself. I'm thinking, thinking, thinking. And I never ask people to tell me the question because I feel like it colors the reading and I don't need to know that. So here we go. Okay. Got my question. Well, that's lovely. I'm not going to tell you the question, but the card that I pulled is a Major Arcana card. It's three. It's the Empress. I love this card, not only because she's got like a huge rack, which I really appreciate, uh, but I don't have one, so I'm a little jealous. Um, but only because, you know, I have succumbed to the male gaze for so long. That has nothing to do with this card. I'm mostly being funny. But the Empress is uh, basically about uh, owning, owning my own growth and knowing that that's... I mean, if it's a yes or no, it's a yes, which is great, except that the question I asked was about somebody else, and it, it, if it's about, but then the, it keeps bringing me back like... Girl, it's about you. Come on. You got to <laughs> own your fucking shit. I had a really good show last night. Uh, you guys can listen to the podcast. It was on Happy Hour. We did um, outdoor comedy like we've been doing every Friday at 7 o'clock. Do not gather. It's just for the neighbors. We put the PA outside and people stand in the street six feet apart. And we get to do comedy in front of people which is like, I just came in my pants a little. <laughs> so for me, it's just sort of a coup where I feel like, you know, my empress powers are coming to fruition that, you know, if I've got stage time, that's a tether to other people. I can tether them to me. Not that I should be, not that I should be trying to tether people to me. That's kind of a bad thing, but I do like to think of really talented other people that I admire as balloons 
And I like to be the string. Why can't I be the string? Is being a tether bad? Like, yeah, I want to hold on to your balloon, bro. Like, I want to... <laughs> or lady friend, too. I have lots of friends that are comedians that I think are great. Like, who's going to call super soon? Joanna Bateman. I love, love, love her. And I champion all of her work. She had uh, one woman show that she did here at Mutiny Radio. It's amazing. You can find it in the Friends of Mutiny podcast thing. I'll try to link it. I'll be responsible. Like, what do I have but time but to link her amazing one-woman show? And she's so funny, and she commits to so many characters. Like, she's a really interesting stand-up because she's not just a stand-up, you know? She's, like, a, an entertaining personage. And she's not afraid of, like, it's a Tyra thing that Tyra said once. Uh, not to love Tyra, but come on now. But she said, pretty ugly. Like, don't be afraid to be ugly because sometimes that's pretty. Like, if you're, I mean, you kind of already have to start pretty, but, or maybe not, I don't know. But not being afraid of the way that your face looks when you're emoting, you know, is, is can be really beautiful. And that's, and that's Joanna Bateman. Uh, she's gorgeous inside now. So we'll wait for her call. But I, I mean, I do, I want to be, I want to be a string, you know, for like the Joanna Batemans of the world. And also calling in after will be Aaron Atkins. I want to be a string for him too, because I don't want him to fly away. I wish I could have been a better string for Zach Wiseman. We played uh, one of his sets last night and we laughed and laughed and laughed. And I hope he's okay. If anyone out there knows where Zach Wiseman is, please, hey, give us, give us a line buddy. Miss you. Hope you're okay. All right. I'm going to give myself one more card before I hope that Joanna ring-a-ding-dings on the line. Okay. I'll even, I'll ask it about, <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. I'll ask you about if Joanna's going to call in just a sec. Oh, let's see. Here we go. Is Joanna, is she going to be calling? Yes. Ace of Wands, beginning of a new journey of thought. We're here at Mutiny Radio. We're definitely thinking outside the box. It's a lot of it's a lot of thought. Ephemery. Recorded ephemery. One take wonders. I like that stuff. Uh, but writing uh, writing it all down. It, this is <laughs> I'm constantly writing on stage. All that witch stuff I did at the top, I'm really trying to um, put together. This, this week's been crazy because of my witchcraft. Also, I've been eating a lot of food. Um, I had, I made a, I sacrificed a lamb this week. <laughs> and wow, double, double toil and trouble, cauldron burn and cauldron bubble, my intestines. I didn't know there could be that much poop in a person. I didn't know that was possible. Wow. I haven't eaten protein, uh, that much protein in a long time. Also, I bought a bunch of bacon, so I've been, uh, I've been definitely down on the pig. I've been doubling down on the pork. A lot of late night eating for me. Call, Joanna, call. I've been bullshitting for, I'm gonna put on a, I'm gonna put on music, cause I can't. This is about my, um, this is about my threshold of like, I think I might be entertaining when I'm talking. And then I have to realize that Maybe I'm not a witch. No, I'm a witch. I'm a witch. Come on. I don't age. Here's the thing I love about these COVID times, right? 
I get to wear this cool uh, balakava thing. It's one of those things the racers wear underneath their helmets. And it's great because it's like a cowl. It's like a snood around my neck. So no one can tell how old I am because you can't see my like crepey waddly neck. How old could I be? I don't know. I know how old I am. I ain't gonna tell you. Just kidding. I'll tell you. Not, not like right now. <laughs> I got a great compliment from my dad this week. I there was a commercial I had the opportunity to be on. Shout out David Roth. Thank you so much for that. It was for hymns, and it's all about like penis medicine or whatever. But I that came out as like in these reels, and I sent them to my dad, and he was like. You were the best one in the thing. And I'm like, clearly you would say that. You're my dad. And he's like, no, you're really entertaining. And then he said, like, you should, why don't you try to do commercials? Like, you're, you look a lot younger than you are. Just lie. <laughs> Just lie. Just lie about your age. Just lie. Not a liar. Not a liar, dad. Not a liar. Uh, okay, I'm going to play this song that's been in my head and I know... If you listen to Mutiny Radio, you're like, Jesus Christ, Pam, how many times do you want to listen to this song? But I do, because it's a good song, and it makes me feel alive. All right, here we go. Thanks for listening to Mutiny Radio. Hopefully, Joanna Bateman's going to give us a call. I'm going to do more tarot card readings.
I am joined by Joanna Bateman. You are so upbeat. Yay. How is upbeat going, by the way? Are you? Hi. It's awesome to hear your voice. And and again, oh, yeah, you're in. You're in the board. How, so are you you're still doing upbeat how's upbeat going you're such an upbeat beautiful ray of sunshine oh, yeah well uh i did 16 episodes of upbeat <sighs> with joanna on instagram and uh after the 16th one my guest on the show was my father Ooh. and we did a knife sharpening exercise <laughs> and I found, <laughs> I found after the knife sharpening exercise, after 16 episodes of upbeat, forced upbeatness, I, I, I was looking at the knives longingly, and I was getting a little suicidal, ah! and I decided to take a break. Yeah. I decided to take a break from being upbeat, 16. because it was not true to my moment anymore, so I took a pause. 16 but episodes do, is a lot. That's a lot of episodes, 16 yeah. episodes. That's like two it seasons. Was. That's two seasons. Like in yeah. in anything else, yeah. like there'd be eight shows in a season. Exactly. That's two seasons. That's exactly. crazy. Don't beat That's yourself two, up. two seasons back to back. Yeah. Exactly. And, and uh, I, just did a, I just did a special reunion show uh, on Monday, it was my friend Suga DeRosa. You know Suga. Yeah. It was her birthday. Suga <gasps> DeRosa, shout out. And she was my guest. And we, she's hilarious. She's so funny. We had a very upbeat episode. Uh, talked about all things COVID-19 in quarantine with your child. You know, being a stay-at-home uh, school teacher. Are you masturbating like, or walking? Yeah, are you I'm, working out or are you masturbating? Because you're I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling that certain. it's like you're kind of concentrated and yet something's breathing hard. Something's yeah. getting done. There's an activity that's happening. The hills of San Francisco. Uh, yeah, that's me climbing the final hill. Yeah. The reason why I'm late, I'm supposed to come on at 4.15 is because I went for a leisurely stroll. Good. And I ended up quite far away. And now I'm on my way back, climbing the final hill, rounding the final corner. It's a, it's and a calling in to Pam. It's a beautiful day. Excuse I mean, it's me. it's gorgeous. And if you've been walking for more than 20 minutes and your heart rate goes up, you know, you start burning fat. And if you smoke enough weed, you start burning fat. And weed is fat soluble, so it's inside your fat, and you literally get high. So runner's high, although not a myth. There's actually like 
pot high. Like if you if you work if you're a super pot smoker yeah. and you work out, you literally get high again whenever you burn fat. It's a it's well, I did it's, take a tiny bit of an edible earlier. So there you go. But it's not even that. Happening. It's not even that stuff. It's that because that's why when you more the fat right because that's why you can't if you take a weed test you have to be clean for like 21 days before it's not in your body because it's fat soluble it just mm. sticks to all the fat in you so if you burn your fat you release the thc into your body because the thc gets stored in your in your cells because it wants to heal you and make you a better person like healing it is. It like we're talking about a very sophisticated drug that is purpose to heal you it's a systemic healing it's uh yeah so do you have any yeah. burning questions speaking of healing do you have any burning questions for your own psychic oh, yeah, healing you're feeling super witchy right now you're doing tarot oh right? my god i'm so this is so this time of the year traditionally for me is really pregnant with life-changing things and like every seven years so I was married this weekend Memorial Day weekend in 2000 I got married <laughs> and I had left my husband seven years after this week and then I got a same DU time same time and then I got a DUI that same time I like flipped my car three times so these crazy I fell on my face I lost my teeth skateboarding this weekend the carnival weekend it's not just Memorial Day it's also carnival so but there's it's a very like this week in my life, big things always happen. And I'm, it's like I'm, and I did some witchy shit this week. I did some spells and they actually worked. Like I'm in tune with the universe right now. And then I'm like, I'm a crazy person and it's self-isolation. And then I'm like, well, maybe it's not. Maybe we're all vibrations. So, I, <laughs> but if it's working. We you know. are. Did you hear about the parallel universe that was, uh, discovered in 2016 that NASA just released, uh, like a article about how there like there's no physical in the law of physics there's no explanation for these um rays these cosmic rays that NASA found bouncing from the earth normally cosmic rays come from outer space towards the earth but these were kind of like shooting up from the earth and like articles that I read on Twitter were like, there is no like in all the law of physics, like every there's like this is this does not compute with our things and they were saying like this could be an alternate universe where time runs backwards. <laughs> yes. Oh where time up runs and down, right is left and time runs backwards. That's yes. what it said Great. on these articles. The mirrored world. It's it's Alice in Wonderland's mirrored world. Of course. Because yeah, if it, the it's a mirrored world, exactly. Yeah, if right is left and left is right and up is down, so it's a mirrored world. Okay, cool. And time runs backward? Absolutely. Sure. I'm t I'm yeah. down. Yeah. I, I've been so I mean, I've, I've been right so. I've been smoking pot with I don't have any lighters at home but I have all these birthday candles but I've been so witchy that I'm like every time I light a candle on the stove it has intention and I smoke my pot with it and then I when I blow the candle out with my pot smoke I like I'm doing like fucking witchcraft and it's been working I'm or or I'm batshit crazy okay, I don't know right. I don't know I don't know yeah no Pam I hear you I support you I want to get in on this with the tarot card yeah like, okay so I'm in so think of well, your how should we how should we proceed yeah how so think do? of a question while I'm shuffling the cards and I've been shuffling them for a while but when the question and don't tell me what it okay. is but when the question is the only thing in your okay, mind hold on. tell I me to stop 
Yeah, but just tell me to stop whenever right. it's the only thing. I've got music behind you. Play. All right, I've got a question. All right, here I go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna focus on you. You focus on your question, and I'm gonna shuffle the cards. Just, I'm cutting them, putting them back together. Now, would your question best be answered by one of three readings? There's a one-hit wonder, like a yes or no. Like, it, there's a problem-solution, which is two cards, or a past, present, future on the issue. Like the way your question's phrased in your mind, you pick a one, two, or three. Um, I think I just want a one. Yes, one hit no. wonder. Sweet. Just it's a bam. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, so the, the, the eight but of... I also, the I'm, also leaning towards, I'm also leaning towards the past, present, future. All right. I'm also leaning, leaning towards that. Well, we can start, we can start with, we can start with here, uh, which is the eight of swords. So swords are traditionally, you've already gone through thought. You've already gone through planning. This is like the step before fruition, but you feel, and it's, and it's usually, it's passion based because swords represent fire, which represent like movement toward, toward a physical goal. You aren't like in like the earth manifestations yet, but you're almost there, but it's, it's a thought, it's a thought project that's manifesting. But the thing is with the eight of swords is you feel boxed in like you're, You've done everything. You're like, when is it? Why isn't it happening? Why is, and you've, but you've done all the work, mm -hmm. but that's the thing. It's, a, you just have to, there's a, you're almost there. Like there's a, it's a, and I don't want to be cliche and be like, think outside the box, but you've basically done all the work and now you've put yourself inside of a box and you don't see the end you're like, where is this end result I wanted? But it's because you're, you built this box, which is really stable and really great. But now you're frustrated that you're in the box. So, and you're like, this is, I've been working and this is the end. So, because it's an eight on a journey of, you know, 12, you're, you're in the frustration time where you feel like you've done all the work and where is the, where is the recompense? Where is the, you know, the, where is the laws? The, where is the clapping? Where is the stuff? Um, and you're right. you're almost there, but it's because you're you've built a box of safety, and now you're like stuck in your box. And, but and just chill. It's cool. You're fine. You've done it all. You have to sort of recognize what you've already done and not be right. Yeah. Does you you I can that can be passed I if you want to look. That, or that can be problem. E either way, with what's happening with that sort of card, if that's the problem, I can do a solution card, or you can do like is it what whatever you want, or we can do a different thing. Or does does that make sense to you? Um, is it, yeah, that that makes sense to me. So essentially, that from here we would go either problem solution, yes, no, or and then the other way would be to go like. Forward if, or backward, if, past, present, future. If yes, exactly. To go, this would be the past, and then we could go present, future on that, or we can do this is the problem, and then where's the solution for it? If if this is a yes or no question, it's a no only because you want it to be a no. Like it could be a yes, but you're not ready to make it a yes for yourself yet. 
does that make sense? Like mm. you're in control of it and you're even being like, no. But it's because, I mean, it's, you just feel trapped by your own work, <laughs> which is so weird <laughs> because you want it to progress farther, but it just, but in your own, you just have to be patient and keep doing it, I think. I mean, how long do you have to live in the box? All right, let's go, let's go past, present, future. Okay. Well, this is great. The, so the present, this is interesting, temperance, and it's a major arcana card, meaning that it has more of a big life journey, and it's uh, the 14, which is in the middle of a journey, because the major arcana is like 22 cards, really, so you're sort of in the middle, but temperance is, it's patience, and it's saying, like, keep with it, it's coming, it's just, you're, you've built it, and now you just have to kind of sit with it and be like, yes, this is, this is the patience of feeling frustrated. And that's the thing, too, is like when you're dealing with um, discipline, too, and even in projects, like how long do they have to la How long is long enough? Is it – and when people say mastery, like it's 10,000 hours means that you're a master. But when is – you know, w how long should one be patient? But right now you're in that – that's where the present is, is that you're just sitting and being patient. Let's look at the future. It's not a bad place. Oh, this is so great. Oh, this is such a positive reading. Okay, so the future card is the world, which is number 21, which is at the end of a journey, which is like it's your fucking world. It's your world. You own it. It's everything. Everything you're doing is 100. It's This is every dream coming to fruition. Only one that could be better is like the sun because the sun means that you're not really working. The world, like you're holding up the world that you've created and you're just – you're holding it up and it's all to fruition and you're rejoicing in it. The sun is like once it's been done and you're like, I'm ex I have exceeded it all. Like the sun, the next one is about like receiving all of the accolades. But the future says that you own your fucking shit. It's like the best – it means that all the – I mean, it's a great card to get. It's the end of a journey. It's major wow. arcana. And it's saying that you own your – everything you're doing is the world that you should be building. So, yes, you've built this thing and you're feeling trapped. But you have to be patient in it and just be patient. Yeah. And it's going to happen. Yeah. Yay. Yay. What a positive <laughs> reading. Damn. Yeah, it, it, it is. And funny enough – I'm feeling like – a shot of energy all through my right hand side. My <laughs> Are you right handed or left handed? I'm right handed. All right. You're doing hand then. There you go. My doing hand. Yeah. Girlfriend, thank you so much. That was incredible. Yay! I'm so glad. I haven't I used to read tarot cards back in the day all the time and, and I and I, I don't read them unless I have a deck and someone just gifted me a deck and I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna start reading them again. And I've been like every day making decisions with the cards, which is weird, but like, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Tool for not really. Not really. We need guidance. I mean, there's a lot of decisions to make every day, and like uh, the energy you put into things. I I believe in it. I totally believe in it. I was just on a walk, um, in my neighborhood, and there's this house with a a voodoo doll uh, strapped to the fence, and it Ooh. says like voodoo in progress. Feel free to add any pins. Wow. <laughs> like. Uh, the energy surrounding that house was profound, but like greenery was incredible. And 
it's like energy that's kind of all we have right now like we're realizing that like our energy is our reality yeah and um there's there's coming a time where things are opening up and we are about to see like big shifts and i'm I'm here for it. I'm grateful for Mutiny Radio. I want people to like, I'm so excited that you guys met your goal. Like, I was promoting that on Upbeat as much as I could. Thank you so much. And if anybody watched my thing and donated, that would like be the world to me. I doubt they did. But no, every penny, every (laughs) penny counts and every like positive word and thought and vibe, all of that is like, I mean, what else do we have right now? And, but we can't, that's the thing too. I'm super, COVID has been, this year of my life has been the best year yet. I mean, since, since I was a kid, I think this has been the most fun year I've had since I was in eighth grade, which I would say was the best year. I had like the most friends and everything was great. And this year I've had and I'm still, I feel like this is Virginia Woolf times, like a room of one's own. Like, I must stay in a room of one's own and create, and I have no pressure of money or food or any want. I can just write and express myself. And it's great. It's true, and you're doing that. I'm really lucky. I'm, I've, I'm incredibly grateful, and yay, finally how's, the apocalypse. How's, how's, uh, how's the man? Oh, we broke up at the beginning of COVID. Uh, I had a feeling that was the case. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm supportive of your guys' life decision. Thank you. Well, here's the thing. Um, all relationships, I wanted to be, for me in my life at this point, radical honesty is important. And I would rather be 100% honest about what's happening in my life than what I used to be in the past, which is subterfuge and weird stuff. And so I started experiencing weird, tingly feelings, and I had to express them. And I, and for, for now, we didn't make a, that didn't connect, and maybe someday it will. or may, I mean, but life is fluid, and I just want to stay honest. And maybe that ruined everything, but it hasn't, because, I don't know, I just feel like, Life is too it, short. You certainly don't sound like someone who has had uh, things go in the direction of ruin. You sound exuberant, free, alive. You're really a creative force, like thriving. Like Thank you. <laughs> think like I'm, you know, whatever's going good for you is is great. And I I had a similar feeling. This is the last thing I'll is that uh, I live in a household where we watch uh, or where news news is like a really prevalent activity like everywhere um but it makes it feel like this is a really horrible time mm. because of the unemployment rate and because of people getting sick and dying and just like the unknown of this new, new virus but that said yes and it can also be a moment where i am getting paid time off to like <laughs> take care of myself and pay uh, for a garden like I'm using my unemployment money for beautification projects oh, and man. having like couples dinner making like I'm just it's a total turn inwards and like a taking care of moment and I'm getting paid to do yeah. it it's like 
gosh, government is amazing. Right, like, you're... I don't understand why anyone would be anti-government social programs after this epidemic. And I can't wait for your next one-woman show. Uh, hey, the next caller's on the line. Joanna Bateman, thank you so much. You're All amazing. Right. Have a beautiful afternoon. Bye, Pam. Thank you. Aaron Atkins. Pam uh, Thank you so much for calling back. We were just on with Joanna Bateman. Oh, I hear, is it, I hear cars behind you. Are you next to the river? Okay. No, no, I it's fine. El Paso. El Paso. How'd you get to Texas? In a car. Oh, okay. With my formerly ex-girlfriend, now ex-ex-girlfriend, who lives in El Paso, drove down here to get some knuckle tattoos. Knuckle uh, tattoos? You got knuckle tattoos? Damn, no fear, motherfucker. Is that what you got on your knuckles? Yeah. <laughs> wow, you are... You are a surprising gentleman. I am so impressed. You got no fear on your knuckles. I got no fear on my knuckles, and I'm in the process of getting Bart Scum tattooed. Bart Scum? Scum. Like ska? Oh. I thought it was like Bart Scum, which is a funny, weird thing, because that's like something you'd get if you were in Walnut Creek. You're like, I'm Bart Scum, man. (laughs) No, that's... That's, <laughs> That's kind uh, of ridiculous. Like I could imagine you with like plaid. I could imagine you with big plaid pants on that are like rolled up in big yeah. ar- big boots, and then um, Not yeah, and, yeah, and um, fucking what are they called? Uh, suspenders, and you're like dancing, like yeah, <laughs> sort of kick dancing, <laughs> kick dancing in a group. Operation. With a white t-shirt. That's how we do it. So you're in El Paso, and then you're going to go to L.A., and then you're going to come up to San Francisco? No, no, I just went down to El Paso for the time. Oh, just for the fuck of it. Yeah, 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 I got about a week left in uh, New Mexico, and then after that, yeah, I'm going to go down to L.A. Awesome. Go down to L.A., I don't know, sleep in the back of my U-Haul, and uh, make it up to San Francisco. Me and Sam are going to be living together for the week that I'm up there. What? Yeah. You're gonna you know, stay at friend. his. You're gonna stay at his house. Oh yeah, dude. San Mateo, let's rage. <laughs> how we fucking get down? You know it. You know. You know how we post up in San Mateo. I mean, I just because my my folks my folks are really like I, I, my folks are really against drugs. I'm obviously antithetical to that whole concept. Why would you want to stay with Sam when you could stay with me in the city? Why you want to rage in San Mateo? Maybe I'll go back and forth. Maybe maybe you guys can have 50-50 custody. Yeah, I'm going to fight for you. I want to fight for I you. I will. I'll probably stay at least one. I I'm live in downtown San Francisco, Aaron. I live in the heart of the best part of the city. You have to stay with me. Don't stay at San Mateo. I will. I will stay. Boring little baby. That. I'll commit to that on air. Thank you. I will. Okay. Because that does probably thing. It's like the last time, like only a couple of my homies still live in San Francisco because it's so fucking expensive. Um, one of my homies, Corey, shout out Corey, um, androgynous monarch, oh, they cool. are. Um, I wanted to stay with them and it was like fucking, it was just like one mattress. Like the room's big enough for a mattress. And all their stuff, so it's like it's just not really like it's not fair. No, you have. Be, like, it, myself off out of these people that have, if like, you stay with me, 
I have. I do have two cats, so you have to like cats. Fuck yeah. Um, but you have your own pull-out sofa, and it's a blow-up sofa too. It's an old. It's Ethan Allen, and it it it's very very comfortable. And you and I can even close my door if, if it makes you feel weird, but because I have like my own little bedroom. But um, yeah, and I've got coffee, and I'm a really good cook. I'll make you like breakfast every morning, and and breakfast sandwiches. And, Dude, absolutely. It just sounds, it just sounds bohemian and paradise. Yeah, I have tons of books. You, we can, we can, we can do some poetry. We can walk around the city. We can, we can do a comedy show on my lanai. I have my portable PA. We open up the window, and then you just yell uh, jokes to people on the street. I'm getting right. I'm getting another article published. Another. I got a couple onion style articles and shit. I got, I got, I got nothing but material now. Yeah. Can't wait. I, I heard, uh, I heard the, the, the last like street show went really well. Oh yeah. So it was. And it's too bad that Sam ate a dick. It wasn't too bad. He had a, he he uh. Th- I listened to it again this morning, and I'm like, eh, it wasn't as bad as I felt like it was yesterday for him. But the boy needs to bomb every once in a while. He can't be perfect every week. But I I did I feel really good. Like I was on fire. I've been it having only one legitimate stage time a week has forced me to become a lot better because I yeah pay attention. Like I, I work. I'm working a lot harder because I know that the stage time is so few and far between. That's good. That's how it has to be. Well, I wish That's it wasn't. It no, I like ten. I liked going to ten open mics a week. Like I liked going to twelve open mics a week. That was my whole life. And now it's like, like in San Francisco, like I got like I'm going to three open mics a night. Yeah. And like, but the thing is, is that once you get that, it's like. I mean, it's good for figuring out how you want to riff, maybe some extra tags, just getting comfortable on stage. But the thing about, you know, being in the Bay or, or Idaho or places where it's like, you got, this is the one mic, and it's like once every two weeks, you have to stay on script. Yeah. You, you're disciplined. You're, it's, like, it's, like, it's like late night, you know? Yeah. You got, yeah, I have these bits. I'm going to hit these bits. I'm going to hit this transition word for word. Yes. You know, whereas, whereas I don't even need to take a transition if I go up on stage at, like, you know, I.O. or whatever, which, like, is the third mic of the night. And sure. You go up there and you just, you don't even, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like, like sometimes you sit in the audience and you think, like, okay, what are the first person going to say? Like, what's the first time I'm going to do? And other nights you just go up there and just, like, ah, what's up, guys? Do some jokes here. Uh, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's the same thing. When I first started, I used to write out every set verbatim and I knew what I was going to say and I was adamant about uh, what I was going to be doing. And then I moved to the list concept where I was like, I was like, these are my lists, and I'd memorize the list. And then for a while, I was like, okay, I need to abandon the list. I need to do. I need to know right. what I'm going to start with. I need to know what I'm going to end with. And then I just need to fill it with whatever comes to my head. And then I did exactly. that for a while. And then I was like, you know what? It's better when I know what I'm going to do. But then, yeah. if I know what I'm going to do, and then I can, I have opportunity of where to keep it loose, or I can get right. loose and I can get back to the script. So it's like taking part one and part two and melding them together, and then yeah. being on script but being able to jump off script but then go back to it. Yeah. But without the audience knowing, it's it's t- and, it takes and, a long time. And that's time. like it's, it's like the second. You're right. It's like the second step, and you have to. When, when people are starting out, you kind of have to give them the wrong advice, which is to go verbatim, because ideally you don't want to be the same. You want to be like that thick, where right. it's like, I know what's funny, and I'm going to hit what's funny. 
but you can't do that starting out. Starting out, you have to hit it verbatim. You know, you have to. They're just, they're just like, you can no, you can't rip up there. Yeah, just, like, <laughs> no, you, no, no, you can't you rip. You yes, can, you cannot. Exactly. Yeah, I hate when people say that you're not gonna be. You can be funny. You can write good jokes as a beginner, absolutely, but you can't rip it. It's and just not gonna be able to do it comfortably and in the like. So you have to do it verbatim, and then later on, I recommend doing it just, you know, fully just riffing, and then mixing the two. Because you got to be in the room. Yeah, and you if gotta... you do it verbatim, they're gonna know. It's yeah. Not a, it's not the it's not the mock story hour. <laughs> exactly. It's, so I it's... wish it was. Sometimes. <laughs> a good. I've seen some good mock type sets. Oh yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's always like white women that at first I'm like. Okay, is the story about you got your period at summer camp, huh? And then it's like, oh, it's just a profound statement on one Okay, cool. Interesting. Love it. So do you, uh, do you want a reading? I would love a reading. I'm at a, I'm at, I'm on the cusp of great change in my life. All right. Out of probably. Yeah, this is, uh, so think of your question while I'm shuffling the cards. I've been shuffling them the whole time you've been talking, just okay, trying fine. to get your energy into them, but... Um, I'm shuffling the cards. When the when the question's the only thing in your mind, and don't tell me what the question is, but when it's the only thing in your mind, tell me to stop. You have plenty of time. I'll put up some weird music. Stop. Oh, stop. You got it. Okay. Raise your focus. All right. Uh, would your question best be answered by a one-hit wonder, like a yes or no, just boom, by, uh. by a problem solution? So it's a one, two, or three. It's a It's a yes, no. It's a, this is the problem, here's how to solve it, or it's a past, present, future on the issue. You choose the reading depending on what your question is. Well, if, you, if, if the answer was funny wonder, then that answers my question, yeah. All right, so we're going to do one. All yeah. right. Um, this is interesting. Okay, so the Knight of Cups, whenever you get a knight, it's a, it's a card that it's in, like, the higher echelons of the wait, mind. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Oh, hold on, hold on, yeah. Hold on. yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny wonder was not the answer to the question? Oh, the one hit wonder. So if this, if, if you're, if it's a, I'm going to tell you what the card is, but if, if your question is a yes or no question, the answer is yes. Um, but because, oh, hell yeah. because, so the card is the Knight of Cups. And so it's, it's in the minor arcana, but it's in the upper echelons of it, right? Except that the Knight is, doesn't refer to any one specific being because it does, it just signi signifies change. It signifies great movement of your own volition and specifically this is cups Damn. so it's about love it's about like it's about the, it's about feeling and spirit and uh the, the love that you have uh, usually for other people but it can also be about like a project but it's right. it's not about this isn't this isn't about money this isn't about forward movement of it's about it's about like embracing what you truly love and moving forward with that. Totally got it. So totally, totally see that. So and the and just to know, let you know what's on the card, it's a it's a it's a young man with his hands upturned turned to the sky and he's on uh, in the ocean on a um on a dolphin. So like with with a cup that's not spilling. So it's like being in it's like being in the tumultuous ocean of your love but you are owning it yeah. and riding through it but also on another like on a being that you can control a being that's so uh has its own comedy. mind like it's comedy 
The dolphin is comedy. The dolphin is comedy. So you're riding comedy. Your dolphin. hands are upstretched. You're like, this is it. This is great. And this the ocean it. is very tumultuous and crazy, but you're in control of it, and the change Absolutely. is moving forward, and it's great. It's awesome. It's perfect. And the movement, dude. I'm moving, ac- I'm moving over seas. Yes. Yeah. And I this is on the comedy, seas. Bro. It's it's actually you're literally moving overseas on the card with Come your on. love. You're moving overseas. But that's so funny because the night is literally a card of movement. Anytime it shows up in any of the suits, it isn't like about the specific usually all the other cards, the page, the king, the queen, are associated with like a time in your life and it has this, but this is specifically movement of love. Yay. Hell yeah. Yay. Yeah. I won't forget you little people. <laughs> Yay. Well, I was pie. saying at the beginning of this that, uh, you know, I don't fancy myself like, I don't see myself as a balloon. I see myself as a tether in that I surround myself with these incredibly creative people and I want to be the string. Like they're a balloon and I get it. And, and, but I want to be the person that's like, no, 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 no. I can, hel- I can, I can, not that I want to trap you and hold on to you and keep you as me forever. Cause I'm not, I'm not doing that, but I, I right. want to be like this tether to keep what I see is really creative, talented people grounded and give them a, a place and an opportunity to express themselves and not control them, but Absolutely. keep them connected to something that. Keeping them connected to a stage, I guess, is what I'm trying to do. Absolutely. I see that. You definitely do a good job of that. I mean, thank you. If that's your purpose, you're fulfilling that. Yay. Look at this shit. Well, I, oh, I freak people out, though, with the tether thing, because I, and I've been doing witchcraft this week, dude. It's been what do you mean, witchcraft? so like, well. Like, um, like so I sacrificed a lamb to try to bring two friends that were what warring the, back together. Like yeah, I, well, I cooked it. I cooked a delicious lamb. I, I went out and I bought a bunch of d- a delicious halal ha- um, lamb, a bunch of shanks, and I made this incredible dinner because I was trying to take, there are two friends in our group that are, having a fight and I was like I'm going to fix this and um, I sacrificed a lamb it didn't work but uh, it sort of worked out for me and that everything I wanted to happen happened and that I got to be surrounded by the people I wanted to be surrounded by and I got to feed them because I love to feed them and then one of them left left an item with me that I had sort of all week and I did some witchy shit and it worked (laughs) I was like don't, don't leave your shit around me. I'm going to be lighting candles. So because I don't have any lighters, I've been lighting all of my weed with these birthday candles. And because every time I light a candle with the stove, I have intention behind it. And so I light the candle, and I have my intention, and then I smoke my pot, and then I blow the candle out with the pot smoke, and then I sort of like hold the feeling and it's weird. And am I make? Am I going crazy in self isolation? You are going crazy for sure. But this is the right age to do it. Yeah, right. Absolutely. When it's an aesthetic, I think you should wear a pointy hat. Absolutely. I have tiny haberdashery. I've got. I mean, I've I've got my witchy. I mean, I'm definitely down with the witchcraft right now. I mean, I'm not into like crystals, but I have a couple, and I'm feeling like putting them in the sun and letting them charge up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm getting I'm getting into that woo woo shit because. In uh in, in New Mexico, there's a bu- there's a lot of woo woo, and they have like these mineral springs and shit. I took a bath in one yesterday. I do feel spiritually rejuvenated. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I don't have allergies anymore. Wow. It scared me. 
for sure. But I, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of spirituality here. Like, there's a um, a chili rayana. I mean, just a green chili is like a fucking deity here. Ooh. And I fucking feel it, dude. You eat that shit, nourishes your soul. Oh, nourishes when, your fucking soul. When I eat habanero peppers, like, I love. I mean, I love to feel things in an extreme fashion, and maybe too much. But, like, I'll eat a habanero pepper like a little bit at a time with a with a bagel. I know I'm a crazy person, but I feel, I love to feel intense, weird shit. It's so funny that I've Mm. never really gotten into like, and I might, I don't know, into like SM kind of stuff in that I sort of enjoy certain, uh, like submission things and being, but as long as it was with safe words and whatnot, but like hot peppers, I love eating them because I feel it's so intense. And then when you poop, you get it again. So it's like a double Awful. intense weirdness Awful, of just dude. like, like I'm like, I feel, I feel. And it's. I'm going to disagree with you. That's the worst feeling ever. <gasps> really? I like Never. it. I, I know I'm weird. I like it. But that's why I might like other weird stuff. I might. I've never like been tied up, but I might like that. I just learned. You've never that, been tied up? No, not really. Um, really? Nope. I feel like you lived a lot of life. That's a weird. Ah, uh, you know, and life. and I haven't really been opened up sexually yet because I was married for so long and I was such a prude. And then for so much of my life, for for my entire thirties, I would say my early thirties before I got in my long term relationship that I just ended, that was like seven years long. Um, I had like a good amount of sex, but it was like I never got an STD and that was good. But it was like bar sex, and I don't remember any of yeah. it anyway because I was so drunk all the time. So you like. If you like spicy butthole, you'll love painful pissing. <laughs> no, I don't want an <laughs> I'm oh not like God, that. It's so itchy. <laughs> I just want to get a stick and just put it into the tip of my dick and just scratch, but it's not. I'm, I'm s- talking about chlamydia, by the way. I know. I'm, no, I'm I so lucky I never got an STD. I accidentally told my girlfriend that we had chlamydia during her birthday dinner. Mm. Did you bring her some camellias and you said chlamydia is not a flower. This is a camellia. <laughs> what? No, I just fucking I was like, why isn't she picking up? And she finally picked up and she's like, what? I was like, we have chlamydia. And she's like, great. I'm at dinner with my grandparents. <laughs> my birthday. I was like, oh, happy birthday. She's like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, wow. We're still, we're still together. It's great. You know? Oh, yay. Kind of very tumultuous. We're breaking up. We're breaking up. Uh, starting like in a week here, while I go to fucking, while I go to England to go sow my wild oats. Ooh. He says. Well, you're so young. You can't. I mean, don't make the mistake that I made in that. I mean, I, my ex, no, my now ex-husband. We met when I was 19, and we were together from when I was 19, and we got married when I was 25. We were together till I was 32. Mm. I mean. I, That's a long, formative relationship. It's a long, exactly, and and but he was like my first boyfriend, and so I married him, and that was maybe a mistake. I I, I mean yeah. it wasn't a mis- nothing in my life is a mistake, and do I regret decisions? Not really. I mean I, that part of my life shaped How are you who I am. To do? 
Yeah, I, mean, I don't time, know. I mean, it was the best decision for you, right? Yes, at the I mean, time it was like, the best now decision. Now you have new context on it, right? And now you can be like, oh, it'd be better if I had done that from the current perspective that I'm at, but you would not have your current perspective now to regret it without that. Well, and at the time, it was one of those things where I was like, I, I didn't make the decision myself. I applied. So he, it was so silly. So I was in San Diego, and he was at vet, veterinary school at Davis, and he left a year before mm -hmm. I graduated. And so we had a long-distance relationship for a year. And um, when, when I, I didn't know if I wanted to move to Davis or not, because I was like, I should stay in San no, Diego. And I, well, so <laughs> what I did was I applied, I applied for a teaching credential thing. And I was like, well, it's a really, they only accept seven people a year. They're not going to accept me. But if they accept me, maybe I should be a teacher. And so the program accepted me. And I was like, well, I guess I'm moving to Davis. And then th he was at Davis getting his veterinary degree. We lived together. And so that just all sort of happened. But I didn't really weigh the decision for myself. I let sort of the universe decide. I was like, well, if I get into this program, then I'm meant to go. And if I don't get in, then I'm meant to stay. Hmm. So. I guess, I mean, I, there's a double-edged sword in letting the quote-unquote universe decide for you. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's a double-edged sword that, like, you. I mean, if, if there is a sign, I think that, you know, it, it, you should go for a sign. It also it takes away a lot of the anxiety, and it lets you trust things more. But yeah. on the other hand, that, like, like, getting into a school, like, whether or not you get into signing, that just sounds like, that's not really like the universe, though. I mean, that that, that seems a lot more logical. Right. Unless it was like a really off chance that you would get in and you happened to get in. Well, I didn't know? think I was going to get in. I mean, they only take seven people. And I was like, I, who are they going to choose me? What? Yeah, nah. that sounds like a sign then. I, I mean, that, that sounds I like read it. it that would have quelled a lot of my anxieties. I took it as a sign. I did the same thing in uh, when I moved here in 2007. I applied for graduate school in writing. But I had this ten thousand dollars because my grandma died, and if I didn't get into graduate school for writing, I was going to go to culinary school. And I was like, "That's easy. The French Culinary Institute is here. It's in the city. It's blocks from my house. It'd be great. I have the money for it. I've always wanted to be a chef." So I was like, "Oh, if I, if I, but it, then I thought, well, if I get into graduate school for writing, then obviously I'm, I'm meant to go to graduate school for writing." And mm. I got in. So I was like, "Oh, okay. I guess I'm not going to be a chef." Okay. Yeah. So I just let like. <laughs> I let other things decide for me, which is for better, for worse. Are you in control? Of, I select every decision, too. You select every decision? You, like, think about it? You're like, this is something? No. I, I, I'm like you. Like, I'm very anxious about it. I know that regardless, I'm never going to make a logical decision one way or the other. Almost like because I almost prevent myself from making any intellectual decisions by always playing the devil's advocate, you know? Mm. Um, and, I, yeah, so I, I like – I'm also the same way where I'd rather – passively make a decision by having the universe quote-unquote yeah. decide for me i mean it just like it just, i mean honestly any decision you make it's good it's, it's a shot in the fucking time unless you really can intellectually say this is objectively better for me even then the head and the heart are so different you just really gotta oh yeah the things the things that i should want oh i don't want those things i want the things i want the thing that i'm not allowed to have and every day it's becomes more and more clear and the cards keep telling me over and over they're like it's all the devil card i keep getting the devil card and it's like yeah you can have what you want but you've got to sacrifice for it and is it worth it and you're gonna like absolutely you are completely in the power it is within your power to have what you want but how much 
what are you going to sacrifice in order to get that? Mm. And this I'm is just the theme of the little peep documentary I just watched. Ooh. It's a sacrifice, bro. I mean, that's like honestly. I mean, they always it's the cliche of like rock stars and stuff, where it's that like fame and fortune. But if you sacrifice, sometimes literally with the devil, you know, like Robert Johnson. If you sacrifice like your family and like sobriety and all this stuff, bro. I, I but I think it's a sacrifice are always going to have to be made. If you didn't want to be some rich, famous, successful egomaniac, then you would have had to sacrifice, you know, validation, recognition, and conventional success to have a family. There's always something that you're not having. Right. I mean, and who wants a family? These crazy people. Fuck that shit, I know. Like, you <laughs> know, but I do, I do vacillate. That's probably one of my midlife crisis things that I'm going through right now. Really is, it's the vacillation between I'm fucking happy as fuck, but I didn't, I'm 46, I didn't have any kids, I'm not gonna, I'm not 46 yet, I'm almost 46, I'm 45 still, 45, 45, but I've never had, I never did what like traditionally women were supposed to do, and my life has not been traditional, and I, I need to embrace that, but every once in a while I like come up against a wall of, and I don't think so anymore with COVID, because it's all like thrown into the, who fucking cares anymore, but yeah, yeah. But d did I, you know, should I have, I'm really glad I don't have kids because I, they would, if I, I if, oh, oh, if, if the kid, when I was 20, I, I had my first abortion and with the guy who's my now ex-husband. And uh, if I would have had that kid, I'd have a 25-year-old right now. That's insane. That's older but than. you'd also not have a fucking, you'd also probably be living in like Sonoma you wouldn't have a radio station. No, I, of course I wouldn't. Writing hella emo ass poetry probably, probably sucks way, way, way ass. <laughs> you know, like I, I don't know. I feel like that's older yeah, than there's, Sam. There's, there's some conventional things that you lack. But who fucking cares? My my abortion like, is older than Sam, which I think is very funny. And me. I would have had, and way older than you. Oh my god, my abortion's yeah, so either. way older than you. Your abortion could beat me up. I'd be opening for your abortion right now. <laughs> That'd be crazy. I mean, I, I think it, I'll make a prediction right now. I think that you're going to be like 80 years old living in like fucking New Mexico or some shit. I you're hope so. one of those so. cool ass old ladies that's like, I just live in the national park. <laughs> the national parks are my apartment building. You know? I'm not ever going to be a, a rainbow gatherer. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not part of the rainbow gathering. Yeah, I respect it, but I'm not, that's not me. There's this old lady in Truth and Consequences that practically lives by the river. She just sits there, cross-legged, smoking, chain-smoking Marlboro cigarettes yes. and drinking, like, Miller High Life. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to no go sit teeth. at her feet. I want to sit at her feet. She's a Buddha. I want to learn her shit. ways. She's also half Republican. Oh, God, I don't want to learn those ways. We're no, we're talking. She was at the 1968 Democratic Convention riots in Chicago, right down the street from me. And so that was like, oh, liberal queen. And she was like, I don't hate this Trump guy. And Whoa. Like, Maybe she's just so enlightened that she's like transcended like the two-party system. Yeah, she's just <laughs> a miracle. She's, just she's a miracle so worker. God, even even her. even Democrats in New Mexico are Republicans. Oh, it doesn't matter. Democrats are Republicans. They're all. It's all fucking. It's all stupid, and none of it's real. And yeah, everyone's. It's all Biden. farcical. A two-party system. We can never live. 
we can, duality. Do we have to live constantly in duality? Why are we such a stupid yes. nation that we have Not to have duality, black or white, right or left, Democrat yeah, or Republican, Pepsi or Coke, like McDonald's or Burger King? Why do we have to constantly be confronted by – We strive by... for inequality. We strive for exclusivity and inequality and betterness than others. Even like fucking okay, here And I go. it's easier to measure when it's one or the other. Yeah, and even but it seems like even in like like civil rights movements and equality movements are never when when they get when they get the ball rolling for long enough, it stops being about explicitly about equality and just advocating for this one group, uh, and and not necessarily about being the same as you know being equitable or or being more or less than, I mean, just, just groups in general. You want to find your group, and you want your groups to be better than other groups. Mm. You want something that validates the fact that you're, you know, special and different than other people. I don't yeah. know, that's nothing yeah. inherent to humanity. Like I said last time, we eat oxygen and we shit inequality. <laughs> we want it. We crave inequality. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, America loves, well, it hates poor people, but you can't have the rich without yeah. the poor. You, you know, you, well, but that's the thing. It's another dichotomy. It's another just one or the other. And that's where they blind us. They blind us with the by making it a duality instead of a spectrum of gray. Like, oh, yeah, it doesn't have to be right or left. It can that. be up or down. But humans already do that. Yeah. Nuance is so hard to take in all the time. We're always simplifying what we see and generalizing it. Or else there'd be we would our heads would explode if we took in everything as it was. That's true. You know, well, in it, order to exist in everyday society, you have to simplify, stereotype, and 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 and, and justify. And they they talk about that in uh, the reason that we only use ten percent of our brain is that if we used our entire capacity and we literally remembered everything we saw on the street, it would be so much information that it would just overload us. To if there are certain things that we purposely don't look at because we can't because we can't take everything in all the time yeah. or that we take yeah. it in but we don't remember it and it doesn't necessarily affect us long term we have to have short term yeah. memory issues we can't remember everything it'll make us nuts yeah exactly and I mean that's how stories are told too by singling out what's important narratively we simplify things into narrative like even in it's like an animation you know like, like, like you, you know what door they're going to use because the whole background is, like, kind of muted colors, but the door is bright blue, you know? Or, or when they show, like, whatever the camera pans to to show this man picking this, this piece of paper up from the table. What we notice forms our narrative, and without yeah. that, they can't, we can't tell a story without directing our attention to very specific things. We can't live either without that. Yeah, but if we... If we took in, I mean, because I walk every day. I walk, I've been walking so many miles. And if I took in and registered every face I saw, it would be, I mean, I can barely remember the people that I know. Isn't it crazy when you do? Don't you have those really, really, really banal memories from like 10 years ago of someone on the street crossing the road in a weird way or something? (laughs) Don't you have those? Like, I well, don't remember. Last night, they strike you out of the blue. Last night, someone was in my dream that I don't know, and I remember specifically because I thought it was so real. I was leaning over this person, and they looked at me, and I don't remember who they were either, and I don't even know if I know them at all. But they looked at me, and they were like, "You stink," and I was like, "I do." Oh my god, is it my breath or my body? They're like both, and I was like. 
wow. And then I woke up and I was like, okay, that wasn't real. And who was that person? Like where, what, yeah. who did I see? Whose face was that? That was in my dream. Cause it wasn't anybody. It was like I was being shamed, but I wasn't being shamed by anybody I knew. I was being shamed by huh. a stranger. Yeah. Weird. But it's the emotion. But is it? Is it something that you're really like, or something that hit you in an, in a way that you were insecure about at the time? Is it like an emotional truth, like a fake face? Or? Yeah. Well, the emotional truth is that I, because of menopause, I have no sense of taste or smell, so I literally have no idea when I smell bad. Right. I have no idea if my breath is bad or if my body stinks. I mean, I try to bathe a lot, but I like at least every other day, but I walk at least, I walk five to 10 miles a day. So do I smell? I don't know. Like I, I, I have no idea. Probably and not. Deodorant's a scam. Your scent goes away once you stop using deodorant. Like you stop smelling. Well, I don't use traditional deodorant. I use, I take this, um, like lavender sage balm and I mix it. It's kind of thick and I mix it with uh, baking soda. And then I put it in another container, and then I rub it's it on my pits. It's just baking soda in a. Interesting. It works. Yeah, sagebrush. I know sagebrush really works. You know, I, I really like using sagebrush as toilet paper because you know you can go back and forth when you wipe. You know what I mean? Like forward and backwards when you you know. Yeah, you don't wipe side to side. Sorry, that's a Sam joke. <laughs> no, no, so do no, you I guys wipe front to back or back to front? Anybody wipe side to side? No one wipes side to side. Sorry. Dude, that shit, it's antibacterial. Yeah. It picks up the little dingleberries, pulls them off your butt. Nature. Sweet, sweet, sweet. move. Nature. Nature did it first. Nature did it first. Yeah. Well, thank you, Aaron, for calling in. I have Steve Poggi who's going to call in next from St. Louis. You're a joy and a wonderment, and every time I get to speak with you, I'm so excited because you're the you're like one of the most wise people I know and you're so young and it's like it's so crazy to me that you're so like you've really blown my mind about that that because I used to be like I don't know I I'm become an old woman and I sort of have a distrust and a hate of the youth but you've changed that for me I'm like this this is a great one he's like the coolest I don't know who raised this one but he's great and everyone Usually I'm like, these darn kids, they're just staring at their phones. And you're like, yeah, I read Nietzsche. <laughs> <laughs> I read I didn't understand it. My apes read Nietzsche, but they don't understand it. Well, and you don't necessarily have to. It's the same way with, I mean, mantras. And I've, I've read so many texts where they're like, you can say mantras all the time. And you don't have to understand what it means, but it can still help you. Like, just because. Yeah. Chanting, chanting something, even if you know, if you're chanting with intention, even if you don't know what you're saying, there's still benefit there, which is weird. <laughs> right. Right. Well, we were talking about last time with music, like not even understanding the lyric, just knowing that it hits you. Yeah. I mean, sometimes like, 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 I, I mean, I, once again, I was an angry young man, but I related to Nietzsche before I could understand it just because I like the aesthetic and what it represented. I mean, sometimes that's just as important and it is poser shit for sure. I hate people that feel that way about skateboarding because that's fucking poser ass and bullshit. But <laughs> but you know, there's meaning in that too. So well, thank you, Pam. It is it's to me. It's always a pleasure coming on the show. I always make time in my day for it. I got I got to step out of the chat too, Carter, to get on the phone. Yeah, it's an absolute necessity. My one of my favorite things. I my can't. My favorite place in the world, Uni Radio. I'm gonna see you guys and like. I'm so excited. I hope yeah, that I'm you get. Through, I hope your uh, pigs come to pasture before. Before you have Turns to exhume. Turns out my guy doesn't have a mailbox, so I gotta go to the post office. No! 
I mean, that's, that's why I haven't texted you they showed up yet. They probably have shown up, and I just haven't been able to get to the post office that closes at fucking noon. Right? So, it's crazy fucking stuff. ridiculous. Well, I, hope, right. I can't wait to see you. You got to stay with me. Don't yeah, just stay in San Mateo. You stay with me. No, I will. I'm going to okay, see good. you a lot, too. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm going to hang out at the, the club. Sweet. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, you're the best. Bye. Bye. Aaron Atkins. Now we're waiting for Steve Poggi. Until that happens, I'm going to play some Fleetwood Mac. Because I like Fleetwood Mac. This has been so fun. I've been doing tarot card readings. I've been witchy as fuck. I'm going to put a little Fleetwood Mac on.
release song. And we'll be right back. Hopefully, uh, Steve Fletcher calls me. If he doesn't, it's okay. Because uh, I have Edna calling in after. So that's exciting. Um, oh, which one do I want? Uh, thanks for listening to MutinyRadio.fm. I'm feeling super witchy.
Patsy Cline live. Yeah. Hanging out here. Played a little Everything She Does Is Magic by the police because, boy, I am feeling witchy. Witchy, witchy, witchy. Witchy, witchy, witchcraft here at Mutiny Radio. Speaking of happy-go-lucky witches, <laughs> coming up next on a call is Edna with Potatoes Mashed Comedy. Check her out. Uh, she's got a bunch of videos online. I had the opportunity to work with her in January on her amazing show, Edna in a Bottle. Go look up. She has so many funny sketches that are online. <laughs> like, just really great stuff. So every month, she gets a group of people together. Used to get a group of people together. And then you create this entire sketch comedy show and perform it within a month. And it's amazing. It is so much fun as a stand-up comic to see this process go so fast and for everyone to memorize everything. It's crazy. It's like actors. I was really honored, and it was exciting to be a part of the show. And then we reread it later um, a couple Sundays ago during Safe Sets. We read the script from January, the time trek. And I had such a good time. I haven't done theater like that since... Since I was a kid, <laughs> or since theater days in my 20s. Or teaching, I used to uh, do, I used to be a summer camp counselor and I used to teach kids. Uh, we'd, we'd write a play during summer camp and then perform it at the end. And it was like, oh, we wrote it. Wrote it and performed it in two weeks. Something, you know, dance and improv things and choreography and Knowing suppressing yourself in a group. <laughs> Is that ever going to happen again? What's going to happen to dance troops? Is anyone allowed to touch each other again? Oh, COVID's so hard. I'm kind of celibate right now. And boy, oh boy. I think I bruised my clitoris. Yeah, just really going at it a little too hard by myself with my cats. Nice, nice cats. So soft and fluffy. No, I'm not, I mean, I masturbate near my cats, not like with them. Come on now. All right, getting a little freaky. Wearing the skin suit. Now I'm the creepiest one at the party. <laughs> it's funny, I wrote a poem where that was sort of a line about wearing a skin suit, and then somebody mentioned it the other night. I'm like, oh, my witchcraft is real. I write stuff down, and I watched this movie with John Candy from the 80s, and it's terrible, but it's called Delirious, and it's in the uh, Amazon Prime queue right now. But he writes, he's a writer for a soap opera, and he knocks his head out or something, and he's in the, his dreamlike state. He's writing, he's making everything happen because he's writing it. Almost like, ooh, ooh, I bet that's Edna. Mutiny Radio, Edna, is that you? Yeah. Yay! I was just espousing the joy and wonderment of Potatoes Mashed Comedy and telling people that they should join your Patreon. And uh, oh, 
for when you come back from COVID times because what yeah. an amazing creative endeavor Edna in a Bottle is. And I know, and you have tons of projects too that you've been doing. I saw on the line, you've, you're still doing Zoom burlesque. How is that working out? It's not burlesque, it's drag, but it's going really well. Um, sometimes there, there are elements of burlesque because I love getting naked. But it's not always just that. It's, it's always, like, combined with a song that I'm lip syncing. Um, so exaggerated female drag or drag king. I've been um, toying with drag king lately more, which is really fun because I've always wanted to be a boy. What, what are your characters you do for drag king stuff? Um, so they're new. So um, I did Mad Max recently. And then I did um, – I just created my – my alter ego persona of drag king tater tot because mm. my, uh, my drag queen is tater tot <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so tater tot has a puppet girlfriend um that might have been what you saw i posted a video on my instagram of my uh of the the pie tasters song i don't want to know which is actually a very aggressive very new england song about um uh, beating up someone uh, for sleeping with your girlfriend. Um, so, but yeah, uh, I made him nice in the end. He's got a sweet side, of course. Tater tot. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've been zooming these. Um, some of them, some of them I've been doing on Instagram Live. Ah. Uh, just depends on the truth. So, how? I mean. Depends on the the drag group that I perform for. And uh, and all the and there are multiple drag groups around and everybody's just oh, moved so to the many. online. Yeah. So you're like do you oh, do you make a you background in your house and then or do you are you using like filters? What are you Sometimes, doing? Sometimes. Yeah, um, it's uh I try to make it like make sense. So like the last one was an argument in bed with the puppet and so I just <laughs> did it in my bed. Um Another one I did that I haven't posted yet was, like, in front of a curtain. So, yeah, um, I don't have a computer right now, so I can't do anything super fancy or edit it. But um, I did do an owl rap, a rapping owl oh, recently mom. that I, my drag mom was supposed to edit for me. But I think as soon as I get my computer, I'm just going to edit it. And it'll be in her um, Twitch uh, Ooh, show next Twitch channel. Month. Are you feeling um, creatively inspired during this time of COVID, or has it been – really limiting for uh, you how are you feeling about your at creative first, output I was not. at first it was really difficult and I was having a hard time figuring out how I was going to do Edna in a Bottle like our March show like online because yeah. really everything we wrote was very touchy-feely mm. like we had stuff about like milking cows on stage like we were all <laughs> going to be cows and we we're going to like milk each other it was all about like vegan milk and you know ads ads for one and the other and the whole thing was just like a total wackadoodle show and it involved a lot of physicality which i don't think we could really pull off on zoom sure because sometimes you can't really control like who's on the left and who's on the right so if we were like milking someone's udders and we were facing the wrong direction and then someone joined in zoom late and then their windows showed like something completely different like it would just be a disaster like no one would understand the jokes so we rewrote uh, we rewrote like nine scenes together, that same crew, because wow. I have a new crew every month, as you know. Yeah. And so we've been doing, we've been recording a video every week, a new video. Wow. And we have to 
we're, we're in the process of editing them so that maybe in like a couple, maybe three weeks, we can actually do a full like show on Twitch and just show all of the videos we've made. Yeah. Um, and charge money as if it was a live show. I don't know. I mean, well, then that's, that's what people are doing now. I know that um, just specifically in comedy flappers, it down south in uh, the L.A. sort of Ventura area, they've been doing online shows and asking people to pay. And now the setup that's at 222 Hyde here in the city, they're starting a virtual show. And the same thing, people pay to see the virtual show. And I'm like, yeah, all right. I mean, however, I don't know, however we can get – are we ever going to have audiences back? Like what's the – was this a large governmental scheme to stop audience participation? What is happening? Yeah. Well, some some there's uh, it's it's opening a new avenue for sure. It's making us get more creative. Yeah. Um. Because of of you know my me not wanting to lose the momentum of you know the show. I mean, we were the last ones. We were the last theater in the city to cancel, which was piano fight yeah um like it was probably two days or a day before shelter in place got enacted so we were still thinking we might do the show and i was just asking piano fight like okay cut me some slack on the on the rent here because like no one's gonna come right uh but we want to do the show and then um i started to get really antsy because i saw a meme about oh everybody's gonna you know closed down like lock full lockdown for like two weeks get groceries and I was like oh my god what if what if that what if that really is gonna happen I was like I don't know if we should do the show you guys I'm not sure and then piano fight is like yeah look we decided we're gonna shut down so there, the um, one of the last places to shut down and it was actually 316 yeah. they waited until midnight was the crazy horse <laughs> the uh, the crazy horse on sixth street the strip club they were one of the last oh, yeah. places they were open because they were like, "Hey, we're not a we're not a theater. We're a." They were trying. They they kept it open longer than sort of anybody, and it was like, "Whoa, the strip club, man!" And and now were that I think about still it, going? Hmm? were people still going? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course. But and they were they were some of the last the last to stay open. But then I think about it like, how many jobs? that we think about like that we don't think about we're lost mm -hmm. like there's yeah. huge swaths of people that were performers in different venues that really that was their livelihood and it's nothing i can't imagine yeah. being a stripper and being like what do i do now i know i just and and i respect i respect hey like sex work is such important work and how do you you can't do it in covid like you can't yeah <laughs> i'm one of our comedian friends is a stripper, and um, she lost it pretty, pretty early on and said no one was going anyway, and uh, she was more, like, in the North Beach area, and then she just, like, went up north with her family and has been there ever since, so I don't know what the deal is there. Yeah, we don't know when it's going to end. Hey, uh, I've been shuffling the cards while you've been talking. Do you, uh, you want to do a reading? Okay, so while I'm shuffling, I'll, I'll bring up some music in the background, but um, think of the question that you have. And when it's solidified in your mind, tell me to stop. And as much time as you want. I've got music. Okay.
Uh, would your question best be answered? I do three different readings. Uh, there's a one-hit wonder, which is a yes or no, like a magic eight ball, <laughs> yes or no, a problem solution, or a past, present, future. So it's a one, two, or three-card reading, depending on your question, which I don't want to know because I feel like it colors the reading. So you just choose one, oh, two, okay. or three. Don't tell you. No, don't tell me. You can tell me after if you want, but I feel okay. like it colors the reading. Okay. So one, two, or three. Do you three. want me to ask the question? No, no, no. You just tell me if you oh. want a one, two, or three-card reading. Oh, I thought that's what you didn't want me to tell. Okay. No, yeah. One, one, two, or three, or one, yes or no? You, yes, here we go. All right, interesting. Okay, so uh, you got uh, the, the three of swords. Swords are about you've had action that's moving into fruition and that it's almost real. It's like, um, so swords is also fire, so the passion is burning, but it's the beginning of, you feel like you started a plant and um, it's like you had a carrot growing in the ground and the carrot is growing underneath the ground and it's growing and it's big and it's healthy and it's lovely, but the top of the carrot's just been cut off and it has nothing to do with you and it has nothing to do with your passion or your amazingness or what you're trying to do, but external forces have cut off the top of your plant. And so you've got this huge carrot in the ground and it's rad right? It's like sitting there. But now no one even knows to pull the carrot because you don't even see the top growth because it's been cut off by things out of your control. So if it's a yes or no, right now it's a no. But don't fear, don't abandon because the, the carrot is still in the ground and it can still grow new. And, and even sometimes when you, sometimes when you cull the when you prune the tree, it grows bigger kind of mm -hmm. idea. There's been, a, there's been an external pruning, and you're feeling a no, but it's not a no forever. You have to stick with it and turn it into a yes. It's going to take a lot more patience and <laughs> growth. But don't abandon, don't abandon the carrot because it's still healthy under there. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you want another question now? Sure, sure. Should I be doing something more meaningful with my life? You already are. Yeah, the answer is no, because you're, it is meaningful. Yeah, so, I mean, I look at the carrot as my political, like, social, sociopolitical work. Which I, I do a little bit of in comedy, but I feel like it's not quite doing enough for humanity. I, I mean, I hate people, okay? <laughs> but I also want to help the people who are helpless, mm. and I want to help animals. And, like, I so I've always been tied. You know, I went to school for performing arts and social justice. It wasn't just about art. It was, wow. like, the whole weight of the world is on your shoulders. It's your responsibility to fix it with art. And I was like, I can't fix this with art. Like, <laughs> I mean, I can make people, like, think, and I can make people laugh and stuff. But, like, how am I helping, really? And um, so, of course, I'm, I'm a homeless advocate, and so I, like, do a lot of stuff for them. But, like, throughout the year um, – but is it enough? And, like, I've been recently thinking, should I stop bartending and should I get into homeless advocacy? And I started looking at jobs and, dude, they just don't pay enough. And it's full time yeah. and it's really stressful. Yeah. And, like, that would mean, mean completely giving up my art completely. completely. Yeah. Because you, you think you're then, working 40 hours a week at a nonprofit, but you're really working 60. 
Because then you fall in love yeah. with your projects and you're like, I'm on salary and this is the way it is. And you're just, I, I, know. I understand that. Yeah. And then how do you find a balance? Do you find a balance? Can you do art? Right. And I mean, maybe the answer would be that if you can do homeless advocacy through art, like teaching uh, or doing, um, what is it, in the 70s they used to do it, and it, it came out of the sort of the Cesar Chavez movement of political happenings where there would be a lot of people that would be doing theatrical events in public to change the public's idea. Like the idea, the idea is that the public didn't know there was a theatrical performance happening, but then it happens, mm -hmm. and then you talk about it after, and you're like, this was a theatrical performance. See how we just um, – but like live yeah. – happenings or god i don't know if gorilla, you could gorilla theater if, gorilla theater yeah if you could somehow bridge i don't know because you're such a talented person and i feel like yes but it's not helping them yeah <laughs> like right. i can i've i've done like i've been i have a character that's a homeless person that has like a 20 minute monologue it's really sad um but it didn't help any of them me doing that you know right. if anything the only way it helped is Maybe the people who left the theaters the night that I did those shows, um, they looked at the people outside of the exit theater differently, mm, you know? Mm -hmm. Maybe they gave them a couple more dollars, or maybe they actually said hi and looked them in the eye. Like, yeah, okay, great. That's helping for, like, a moment. But it didn't really help them in the long run. And well, and I feel really guilty. It's just that what is helping people? Does it have to have monetary value? Does it have to... Can, is sustaining one's soul and like looking people in the eye and valuing them as people, is there value in that or does it have to have a monetary number attached to it for it to truly be helpful with what we're dealing yeah. with? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, I live in, I live in the town. I just hate feeling minuscule, you know? Right. I mean, the world is large and, can we truly have an effect? Is there a ripple with the puddle and the rock yeah. and the stone? And if you're a pebble and you throw it in, are you truly making ripples and, and having affect among people around you? Whoa, dude, you just blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I, have a, I have a character that I wrote yesterday. Cool, go for it. Can I do it? Please. Okay, so it's going to take eight minutes. It'll probably take us to six here. Great, perfect. Okay. I need to burp first. Okay, so this character is was created yesterday, and I performed it. Um, I performed this character on a show that's like politically influenced work, and it was like works in progress. So um, I wrote it pretty fast. Um, the character takes place on April twenty second, April twenty twenty, so like a month ago, when Governor Kemp um, opened the. Uh, the restrictions for like all like gatherings in Georgia. Georgia, yeah. Um, so it starts with her watching Governor uh, the Governor Kemp like actually announce this and announce that it's Friday. So just pretend that um, maybe you can like improvise, like Governor Kemp saying, you know, we're we're about to open 
and then sure yeah georgia <laughs> okay, georgia doesn't need to abide by laws we're americans and it's time that we take our entitlement yes, to our own hand on, and we open, open it up it, because it's about the economy and everyone yes, needs to sacrifice for the economy it's time open it up cheer with me everyone yes Yay! yes yes sweet jesus yes yes oh Yes. Oh, thank you, baby Jesus. Hey, y'all. So now this is like her on YouTube, like flipping the camera over, like her YouTube channel. Hey, y'all. Governor Kemp just declared a miracle on our peach day. He says we are fixing to reopen for business. Yes, siree. Oh, well, not everybody just yet, but he did say nail care artists get to go back to work, and that's me. Lord knows I need it. Just look at these nails. Well, they didn't let me get my equipment before this all started. Oh, Jesus, we are moving right along with our lives while everyone else is in the country tearing up Jack. Now, don't misunderstand me. I know not everybody's exaggerating, especially New York. Oh, sugar, you could not pay me to live in New York. Unless I won the lottery, then I might could. But that's not going to happen in this lifetime. Can't never could because you can't never would. <laughs> now, before y'all go criticizing, I want you to know, especially my clients who are probably worried about contaminants, that we at Tempton Nails are taking the utmost precautions for y'all's visits, okay? I'm starting, of course, at home. So put down your clicker for a minute and listen good. I have some tips for y'all, for all of us, that I've gathered over the last few months. Now, uh, y'all know that the leftist media is having a field day spreading fears faster than green grass through a goose. But trust me, there are very simple things that you can do at home so we don't spread the virus when you leave. First, Wash everything with bleach. And I mean everything. Now, I know y'all are pitching a fit right now. Rebecca, now how am I going to use bleach for everything? Not all my outfits are white. Well, guess what? They are now. We got to start clean, people. This is serious business. Now, next, drink hot liquids. That goes for everybody, okay? And that goes for everything. Casserole, put in a blender, boil it. Peach cobbler, put in a blender, boil it. Ice cream. Give it up. Popsicles, give them up. Iced tea, uh, to make tea, uh, if it's not store-bought, I mean, uh, you steep, well, first you boil the water, then you steep, uh, look, there's no harm in having some iced tea on hand. You just leave some ice, you know, and put it in a tall, cold glass with some sugar and lemon, mix it up per usual. And you might need some ice anyway in case your dogs are barking in this darn heat. <laughs> so keep the iced tea, but everything else, blend and boil. Now, you've got to keep your airways clear. That's why we're doing this, drinking the hot liquids every 20 minutes. Any liquids, all right? You've got to keep your mouth moist so the germs pass through your esophagus and collect down in your uh, stomach acids because the stomach acids is what kills the virus. Speaking of which, I'm going to drink this beer. This beer is warm, trust me. It's 90 in the shade. And yes, I'm drinking Corona. What of it? No, you cannot get the virus from it. Bless your heart. Now, Chinese food, I don't know. So I just stopped eating it altogether. Not that I ate much to begin with because, you know, there's nothing like home cooking. And just in case I stop buying stuff on the Amazon because, you know, it's all so cheap, it has to come from there. Anyway, now back to the tips. What I say? Uh, boil, wash. Oh, dry, dry. Never let your clothes stay moist. Never leave them a second longer than that machine dings. As soon as you hear that sucker, you go ahead and 
uh, hang your clothes out to dry in the sunlight because, you know, there's nothing better. There's no better disinfectant than Mother Nature herself. Now, moving right along, don't smoke. Do I have to explain? Now, if your husband chews tobacco, that's probably fine. Just make sure he spits in his bucket and nowhere else. Oh, Lord, and leave that bucket outside because inside is just gross. Lastly, gargle with salt water every day, morning, noon, and night, and your husband and your kids too, all right? Now, I'll have some salt water in sinks prepared for spitting at the salon too, in case you forget. I want y'all healthy. And don't go taking advice from people you don't know like that Dr. Fauci. Sure, he looks handsome and trustworthy. Sure, if he knocked on my door right now, I'd say, Peter, I'm fixing to go to the grocery store, and I'd have a little weekend getaway. But don't take his advice, because just because he has sex appeal and those glasses make him look smart, let me tell you something. I watched a documentary, and that proves that he's nothing but a liar, and he hates women and gays. Now, don't ever forget that anyone who's richer than you does not have your best interest at heart. Like that Gwyneth Paltrow. Ooh, sugar that girl's so rich she buys a new boat when the other one gets wet. <sighs> Selling her vaginal scents on the internet, candles and whatnot. I bought one. <gasps> now, let me tell you, it smells like, well, you know that orange Julius original smoothie they started selling at the DQ? It's like that. It's tart, but it's natural. I bought two of them. <gasps> now, how'd this go and get cracked? Oh, you know what it is? Peter's been smelling my candles. He doesn't smell my candles so much he done cracked it. Peter! Peter! You're probably changing, changing the oil. Peter! Peter, you lubricate that truck anymore. You'll be, you won't be able to sit in it. Floating down the river. Can't even hear me. Man. Uh, well, I gotta go, y'all. Listen, we're uh, fixing this to open everything up in two days. That's April 24th. So I'll see y'all on Friday. Y'all make your appointments down below in the comment section, or you can go to uh, go to my website, uh, temptingnails.org. You know, we're nonprofits under the radar a little bit. All right, y'all stay safe, okay? You're a genius. That was amazing. Thanks. That was beautiful. Yeah, she's new. So we, we were talking about her on the afterward. I had some feedback, and some people were like, give her, like, I don't know, give give her more to go with. Because it seems like, you know, I don't want people to actually believe her. I'm thinking of making a YouTube channel with her and just do, like, um, That's hilarious. Nail, nail tips, but then also talk about all this stuff, you know, as if I'm her from Georgia. But I don't know. I don't want people to, like, get mad. I don't know, but but this is the time because they've opened up, and then it's it's a, it's a way for you to be political without punching yeah. down. You're you're almost like honoring the lifestyle of Georgia, but it's yeah. a way for you to to look at even the numbers. Have more people died in Georgia because they opened it up? Like, what does it make I any know. difference at all? Like, what's going on? It's it gives you a window, a comedic window into the politics. That I think yeah. I think that's amazing. It's so funny, especially if you like like nails, and you're like, oh, I'm doing mine like the like the flag because you know it's <laughs> red, white, and blue, baby, and I got a star on my pointer <laughs> finger like that. Oh my god, yeah. 
Great idea. Uh, well, thanks for having me. I know we're at six here. Everybody should join your Patreon at Potatoes Mashed Comedy. And uh, what are your other – Do tell everybody your Instagrams and all of your stuff yeah, so they can join. Yeah, my Instagram and my Facebook are both uh, Potatoes Mashed Comedy. Um, and then um, if you want to hit me for my performance, Ooh. you can hit me at uh, Venmo, po-mash-co. And, of course, my website is called potatoesmashedcomedy.com. And my name is Edna Miroslava Raya on Facebook. I'm friends with Pam, so you can find me easily. Yay! Thank you so much Yay. for calling in and making the show amazing. And um, I hope okay. that the tarot card reading worked. And yay, you're the best. And I'll talk to you soon in this crazy go time. Love you too. Yay.